guys i am back with another podcast episode and this episode is basically just going to be me answering some questions that i got on instagram i was like i want to do a podcast where i'm more tuned in and tapped into you guys and i've asked on instagram and got some responses on what you guys want me to chat about and just some questions to ask me and I thought that would be a fun idea so I want to get straight into it because there's a few I don't know if I'll be able to answer all of them today definitely not um (laughs) but I yeah want to want to grasp the the general vibe here all right so (laughs) where do I even begin all right, there's there's kind of a couple that are very, very similar in nature. Um, one of the questions is, how did you begin your journey to fully step into the divine feminine? And then I also have um, a client of mine, actually, a woman who's in one of the containers I'm holding, asking the question, how do you see tapping into your divine feminine impacting your sex life initially? So I'm going to kind of like compile these together, I feel. Um, Well, (laughs) how did I begin my journey? I guess everyone's, every woman's journey into awakening her divine feminine, I think it kind of begins with liberation of some sort, going against the grain and kind of like a spiritual awakening you know so I would say my spiritual awakening I mean we're all spiritual souls in human bodies so we're all spiritual to some extent there are souls in our bodies (laughs) um but I feel like my spiritual awakening was probably like 2017 I think that's when I really like grasped the the idea of I am a soul and I have power over my thoughts and then my thoughts seem to manifest in my reality into beliefs or what I see and what I do and I just kind of I have some control here and I was always one to go against quote unquote the grain the norm I never fit in with anything, any like uh, any group, any friendship group, any like stereotypical way of doing things. Like I just felt like an alien my whole life. And then I guess when I had my awakening in that sense, I was kind of like, oh, like this actually makes sense to me. Like there's something that makes sense to me. So from that point, I was kind of just on a spiritual journey of growth and healing and discovering and recognizing that there's so much that I need to unpack that I've been taught so many things about myself and about the world that aren't necessarily true and then to kind of fast forward I don't want to talk all about spiritual awakenings today but to fast forward to like my divine feminine awakening to be honest with you I feel like that was all of what last year was for me I have always been quite a sexual person. I've always been quite like, I guess, liberated in the sense that like, I know that I control my body. I'm in power of my body and I feel powerful to some extent. 
And then I guess it wasn't until last year, so 2020, the year of all years, that I kind of allowed myself more time to slow down after, I guess, manifesting a huge and like living a huge project in my life, running a very busy business and kind of losing myself in that, going through a healing journey physically, like I was really, really sick in end of most of 2018 and 2019 I was really really sick um with chronic fatigue and acne and digestive issues and everything like my whole body just collapsed so those years were a lot of like healing for me I had to really recoup and like refine myself and I guess the start of 2020 was a lot of that like I was just finding my feet again I was grounding into a new reality and I knew that like I wasn't put here to just heal and to just survive I wanted to thrive and like live an abundant life because I knew that I was deserving of that so everything in 2020 I called in so much stuff because I knew that things had to shift for me I didn't want to continue living an old paradigm even though I was kind of awakened to some essence you know I knew who I was and I knew that I was finding myself and I knew I was forever going to be healing and unpacking things in my brain but I feel like I really really opened my heart last year and I called in so much so I called in so many different things I mean I called in the business that I'm running now I started that at the end of the year I called in a relationship that I had like it was exactly what I wrote in my journal and asked the universe for he was the man that I asked for you know and then my apartment that I got last year as well like looked exactly like I envisioned in my head exactly what I asked the universe for I just super strange like things happened last year for me and all of it was just pulling me back to myself you know which everything is everything's in like a mirror of our power you know and our embodiment with that is what brings it to surface, it brings it to reality. So I guess I went through my real divine feminine awakening when I had a lot of time off last year and I allowed myself to tap into my creative juices, into my writing. And this is the funny thing. This is why a lot of my work is about like life force energy and tantra. And like I, I said before, like I was practicing and doing what we what tantra really is before I even knew what tantra really was you know and I guess everything that happened last year was like a reflection of that so I mean the relationship that I was in I started to see why like casually dating or casually having sex friends with benefits like that just wasn't sitting right with my new reality and I realized not many people that I was meeting and meshing with especially in an intimate setting intimate sense were meeting me on that level or understood it and it became kind of like this practice thing like that I feel like a lot of that the start of that relationship was like a practice right like I was kind of leading the way for myself but also for him to kind of like 
feel more and open our hearts and tap into this feeling that like I knew was there with all of my past sex partners obviously always has been there and the deeper connection has always been there for me um like sex goes beyond the physical for me it always has and it was kind of like until that relationship I felt like most of the partners I'd been with maybe except like one or two you know it like wasn't going past the physical so I learned through that relationship I had last year like on how to kind of guide myself and another person into those feelings I mean I had no idea really what I was doing at the time (laughs) I was just following my heart you know and trying not to be a teacher either so it was really bizarre really weird and then from there obviously I tapped into my life force energy because I was doing something that like felt right for me which is love and sex and everything underneath that this is gonna be a long fucking podcast (laughs) we're already at fucking nine minutes (laughs) I might have to do this into two parts um so I allowed myself to write last year just write and write and write and write and a lot of it was like kind of sexual kind of like from just from the heart because that's what I was going through and from there it just transformed because I knew that I wanted to follow my dreams and my everything that I wanted in my life envisioned in my life I knew I could bring it to the forefront so I started to manifest more and really to answer the questions is like I stepped into my divine feminine by doing what lights me up and recognizing what lights me up and feeling into those feelings more and for me what lights me up is writing sex love relationship intimacy being open being truthful learning growing healing and I just kind of poured that into my work and poured it into my writing and poured it into my relationship at the time and it just lit me the fuck up and I just found myself like unraveling more parts of me and becoming like more sexual in some ways more sensual in some ways more than ever before and to answer the other question that's really like how do I see it impacting your sex life initially I feel like it's kind of like a wall it's like a it's like a it's a big thing and I I work with some clients like this who have partners that are really really sexually liberated and they don't even know how to like look at it and I feel like even the partner I was with last year was kind of like yo I don't know how to (laughs) god bless I don't know how to like please this woman or you know what I mean like a lot of and then there's men who like can be amazing in bed and don't know how to meet you on a deeper level so I think awakening your divine feminine is a shifting of a paradigm and it's like breaking blocks so you really tap into like your your full harnessed power you really tap into your life force and your creative energy and what lights you up and you become so empowered in that and liberated in that and it's like if people can't fully hold you in that they're going to be kind of confused and most people can't so it's like do we have do we all have the patience and the awareness and the love to grow together to learn together are we open enough to do that because a lot of people in this physical realm aren't going to get it so 
I mean, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave <laughs> that question there because I could go on forever about that. I hope that kind of answers that question. Um, all right. Do you believe in good old fashioned relationships, like two people together forever done? I mean, I wouldn't say old fashioned, but for me, it's kind of like a sacred union thing. And I do because through my relationships and especially the one last year, like I, I realized that I was kind of wanting or searching for something that I didn't actually want at all. Like I was kind of, uh, well, that's a lie. Like I was kind of strung on the idea of, I'm seeing butterflies everywhere right now. I don't know what's up with that. I was strung on the idea of like open relationship and like not being completely tied to someone and also because of my past with like codependency and toxic relationships you know I felt like I needed to be free in a sense and I guess in some of the community that I'm in now it's like the pressure of oh we're all we should all be free and liberated and be able to see and fuck whoever we want and I'm like yeah I agree I agree but I think for me my heart really yearns for like a sacred union so yeah two people forever like I'd fucking kill for that shit you know like a ride or die kind of love where I guess the conversation is like there's always there's always room for an open conversation on to bring to the table every night every day no matter what it is like if someone's wanting to do something out of the paradigm out of the box of what that that relationship initially was then that's safety that's love you know so I hope that answers the question I guess like two people forever I mean I don't know if anything's forever I think I mean I think love is like if you blend and merge with a soul I don't like at a deep level I don't think it ever goes away I think it just transforms and changes um yeah anyway what else have we got here how to end a trauma bond relationship oh my god I'll try and make this as quick as I can I don't want to because I feel like this could be like this could be a whole podcast in itself um I'd have to have more context on what your relationship is like but if it's traumatic if it's toxic if it's like nothing but pain and kind of abuse to any extent then cutting the cords in terms of like physical emotional mental obviously all of that um contact like a no contact thing is what needs to be done if you're rooted in trauma with somebody and you know that's what the relationship and bond is built on then you need to make sure that you feel safe and that you get away from that person and if they're not willing to obviously heal their own stuff and look in the mirror at their own stuff then you need to gtfo get the fuck out you know um safety is like your number one number one thing that you need to search for in yourself and in your environment make your environment feel safe make sure that the people that you're spending time around are safe people make sure that your heart feels safe 
um, and just loving yourself and knowing that this trauma bond type thing, scenario, relationship is like one of the biggest teachers of your life and to try and look at it from a different perspective, try and step on the outside of it instead of just being in it and I don't know if you're feeling like in flight or fight mode with that. I feel like, I mean, I've been in like a trauma bond type scenario that I thought was love for a really long time. And I had to remove myself away from the person and the environment for some time to be able to like recognize what it was, what it was built on and how they were actually treating me. So removing yourself, no contact making sure that safety is your number one priority like connecting to your root chakra getting into nature and stop overloading your brain with stuff just trying to calm and ground down that's all I can say without having more context (laughs) does it make you a bad person if you gave in and texted your ex I feel so guilty well let me tell you the amount of times that I have messaged an ex before, even my last ex, like <laughs> I, I don't know, like you don't need to feel guilty for anything. If you, if your heart wanted to do something, if you felt called to do something and message someone and let them know how you feel about them or feel about yourself or the situation, like what have you got to be guilty for? Um, and it doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, unless you're like calling them up and just abusing them for two hours about what went wrong, (laughs) unless you're making their life like traumatic or anything like that for like, you know, that you're changing their whole, their whole life and making everything just about you versus like the healing. Sorry. I don't know why I'm, (laughs) why does this happen on podcasts? I just had like a a cleanse drink, like a psyllium husk, charcoal, yuck type burdock root, you know, all the herbs. <laughs> so I think that's what's going on. Anyway, where was I at? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to feel bad about messaging anyone in this lifetime. Like if you care about people and you love people and you miss people, like we have phones for a reason and we love people for many many reasons and don't feel bad for anything in life unless you are like hurting someone like you're continuing to hurt somebody and you're doing it to make them feel worse about something if that's the case then don't do that shit don't do that shit it has to all be rooted in love it has to be rooted in love every message that we send an ex or someone that we care about about a serious matter or our feelings or anything like that like it has to be rooted in love otherwise you know there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) hope that answers that all right um mm -mm -mm. what else have we got here what's your dating scene look okay this account has (laughs) no offense if you're a real person this account has like, I mean, obviously you're a real person, but I get really weird messages from this account. My dating scene is nothing. Okay. I am not, I am not involved and I do not want to be involved right now. I am deep, deep in healing and my heart is still like cracked the fuck open from the last thing that I went through. 
And I feel like when it's that potent and it shakes your whole being, you have to like, you need to take some time to integrate that, you know? Because if I was just out here dating, I wouldn't really be able to face the stuff that I went through. And I've done that before, even with, we do it with everything, vices and drinking, smoking, hanging out with friends, like heat like being addicted to food or exercise or like just all this external stuff like no more avoiding so I mean yeah <laughs> let's leave it at that um can you talk about being and having true love and sexual connections with more than one person well I've been in an open relationship before and I mean it wasn't like a fully serious committed one so I can't really really answer from the depth of someone who's been in like a polyamorous relationship for a really long time I've had friends that do it and have done it I've read and seen and watched people who are in them online and it works for some people and but but it's not avoiding the fact that it is difficult no matter who you are, where you are, how many people you're seeing, etc. Like it has to be such an open conversation. And I guess for me, like where I'm at now, which is, I mean, this is all my personal opinion, obviously where I'm at now, the only way I could really like be with more than one person is if it felt safe. And my, my relationship with the first person was like my primary partner was like so grounded and rooted in love and we were so committed and we there was just nothing but trust in love like and I just wanted to explore with someone else because it was like a cosmic fucking divine intervention I don't know you know what I mean but I guess being in love with more than one person I think you can but I guess, again, personal preference comes down to everyone. Like, my energy would feel really, really scattered doing that. That's just where I'm at now. I, like I said before, like, sacred union and one-on-one, 1v1, that's kind of just, like, where I've found myself at over the last six months, you know. Talk to me six months ago, and I was like, yeah, I want to just be open. I want to be free. I want to blah, blah, blah. I want to feel free in the love I want a love that makes me feel alive and safe and free at the same time so like I said like having having the room for an open conversation is so important and I think people and couples that are in polyamorous relationships communication is obviously the number one thing that's the priority and polyamorous and open relationships they are such teachers like uh, it's I mean, monogamy is hard. Every relationship can be hard at times, you know, because we have to face our stuff when we're like loving somebody, when we're close to somebody. We like the the person that's closest to us is a mirror for our stuff, our shit, our trauma, our pain. We start to become attached to this person in some way that can bring up like really weird feelings throughout our body our childhood wounds are either being pressed or triggered 
almost every day from something, especially in an argument. And then if you, you know, transfer that into a polyamorous open relationship, there really has to be like such a unity within self, like such a groundedness within self to be able to be so open and transparent with the people that you're seeing, sleeping with, loving, that no one is feeling like confused about anything, that they know who you are, they know your intentions and yeah, there's a lot more that can be talked about that topic as well. Like it's, it's a big thing. Um, okay. How to show up for friends and know when to allow friendships to fall away. Well, I feel like you already know the answer to that. If you're asking, if you feel like you know something has to fall away. I feel like when it's a friendship, it's... it's I mean, for me personally, it's easier because I have less attachment in that. Like I expect less from that person. That's totally on me. That's on me. So what are your expectations of the friends and how are they, I guess, not meeting those expectations, but are they required to? Is that a requirement for you? And what are their expectations of you as well? You can show up for friends just by being in love and being in your truth and also supporting and loving them in their truth, I feel like is really, really important. Encouraging their truth, encouraging their growth. And that's what I think a friendship has to be grounded in. It has, I mean, every relationship in our life has to be grounded in love and rooted in love. But with friendships, same thing. You have to support their growth and their journey and check in and make sure that they feel supported by you if that's what they're needing. Like, just like we would treat an intimate relationship, a really close lover, like we would want to have the conversations and bring things to the table and work through stuff together and encourage each other's growth and be better people. So friendship should be the same. And you allow friendships to fall away if they're not putting in the energy that you want to be putting in, if they're not reciprocating how you love them in a way, if you're the 10th thought in their mind and they're like the first in yours and it just doesn't feel reciprocated like that's something that you need to decide yourself it's all personal thing and it depends on how much energy you can kind of keep in your in your circle in your realm you know what are you guys you know adding and doing for each other in each other's lives like what are they adding to your life Are they helping you be a better person? Are they living their true purpose? Are they someone that you would want to be around all the time? Are they influencing you positively? You know, are they holding up a mirror for you and making sure that you are account, like keeping you accountable for stuff? Because that's, to me, that's what a friend is. A friend really, really like keeps you accountable to your dreams and holds up the mirror, just like an intimate, you know, relationship with a partner, like, people in our lives are mirrors regardless how we feel about them is our stuff it's our shit and what we expect of them is also our shit so being open about that with you know your your friends with your partner they're just openness communicate have the conversation 
and if something has to fall away and it doesn't feel right or aligned for you anymore, have that conversation. Don't ghost people. Don't just randomly block and unfollow people. That stuff is not healing for anybody. That can cause more trauma. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Give men tips on grasping the feminine. Well, I feel like this should be the last thing that I answer. I've got a few more, but maybe I'll do another one in the future. Men tips on grasping the feminine. Well, look, let me tell you. (laughs) Men are just incredible. Like good men, good men are just incredible. And I... Like, I had to heal my own stuff to be able to even say that, to be able to, like, say that. Um, So if you're trying to grasp a a feminine being or a woman and understand her, like, make sure that she's making you feel that way and she understands you as well. She loves men. She's not, like, one of those people out there who are trying to divide men and women because that's not how it should be. I have really, really found new appreciation for men and the masculine through my work. And that hopefully is going to help me answer this question. So men and the masculine, let's just talk masculine terms, okay? The masculine is healthiest when it's in groundedness and security and safety and stability so for a woman like myself if I'm around a man who is really scattered and angsty and has had I don't know like 10 coffees a day and is bouncing off the walls and doesn't know how to hold a sentence together and can't even look me in the eye or listen to what I'm saying you know I'm not gonna be turned on by that person I'm not gonna want to like be around that person or feel safe and that took my own embodiment work doing that, you know, because if we fast, if we rewind, sorry, three years, four years, like I wouldn't have even really recognized that I would have at a deep psyche level. And I had those experiences around my awakening, actually, where I was met with men like that. And I knew something was unsafe and I did get away from it. But there are other times where I kind of like let things slide or let things pass and just, I guess, was trying to make something that it wasn't make something that it wasn't make something something that it wasn't <laughs> you get what i'm saying but the masculine is 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 freeing and in our masculine driven society i guess the main issue and problem is this power complex of We must reign power and just make more money. And it doesn't matter who gets exploited. It doesn't matter who feels unsafe. It doesn't matter what collapses. Like it just, we need more power and we need more and more and more. And if we look at the way that men have been raised to think what a man is, they've been raised with television, with movies in this society where they need to just work and work and work and provide for a family And then we look at their life force and their creative energy and it's completely stuck. And then we can merge that with porn and with 
their sex life and it's all the same it's like how they they've been programmed by porn which so many men have even women like myself I watched a lot of porn I don't know how many years ago now I can't remember the last time but like not even that much but like there was a stage where I was kind of like addicted and that's how a lot of people have been raised and even if we're talking when we were teenagers and we don't watch it anymore it's still in there so with porn it's like we've been programmed that that a man needs to be in control and in power of her and she's there to serve and that's kind of how the masculine driven world views things it's like people are here to serve us in our power to make us more powerful to make us feel more powerful versus how sorry if you can hear the helicopter by the way um versus how can I feel more powerful in myself and then be of service and then help so a healthy masculine if we're talking sexual terms it's like how can he be powerful in himself how can he be stable and grounded in himself to then be able to worship and to give as well as open his heart to receive more more depth so on grasping a feminine I feel like it's just it's just the understanding that you're never gonna you're probably never gonna get her (laughs) you're never gonna fully understand a woman's mind because you're not meant to but you can look at it from the perspective of even how you ask the question is like feminine the feminine is kind of like wild and ebb and flow and all over the place and feels best when she's held safely because if I look at from even my own body and the next person's body our masculine my masculine needs to be healthy and grounded enough to be able to control and hold not control but like to hold see I'm using the wrong terms myself to hold the feminine so because if I just like let my feminine run wild and run loose I'm gonna not really get much structure happening in my life I'm not going to be organized enough and I'm going to be quite chaotic and out of balance out of whack because I'm just pulling and gnawing and pushing and all this because it's very destructive that energy the feminine is like the death and the rebirth it's like let me just break everything down and open up my heart and let everything bleed and let everything break and for if we're doing that forever We're not going to be balanced. So the masculine in me needs to hold space for that. So holding this time and the space for it, but then being grounded enough to know and having enough reverence to know that I need to be calm and still in these moments, that I need to come back to center in these moments, that I need to breathe and hold space for that feminine And then hold space for myself too and know what I want in that state. So the masculine knows what they want. You know, a grounded, healthy masculine knows what they want because they've spent time in solitude and stillness and in that centered state, the, the pillar that they are, the warrior that they are, they know what they want and they're gonna they're going to get it and if it's not that like if it's not what's coming into being then they're just going to shift their focus and 
I guess that's where they, the masculine needs to, uh, a man and his masculine needs to intertwine with his own feminine to know that he can tap into that feminine energy as well to be able to receive what he desires, what he wants. So it's the same for all of us. We need to really like fine tune both energies and understand it's a balance. And for me, I'm healthier when I'm in my feminine more than my masculine as of the last like three weeks I've been in my masculine a lot because I've been working so much and building and building and moving and doing all the things and doing and doing and doing and making things happen and holding space for others and it's like my feminine's like hang on like (laughs) I've been in my chaotic wild feminine where I've let things distract and all of that but not enough of this the the stillness and the surrender and the allowing myself to be receptive to the love that I hold, that my masculine holds for myself. And then we can look at our wounded masculine, our wounded feminine. We all have parts of each on how our parents raised us, on how we got treated, that love was. So for me, it's like wounded masculine really seems like that controlling energy like how can I control everything around me for a man in that energy it's like how can I control her to do what pleases me versus how can I be stable enough to hold room and space for her to be her to be her feminine I hope that makes sense and then for the wounded feminine it's kind of like the the critical the over analytical the can't settle you know can't can't rest can't be still can't receive either like is always just trying to tap into giving and giving and being over the top of their own feminine if that makes sense so all right well we're at 37 minutes so I'm gonna I'm gonna call it on this one and I'm definitely gonna do another one of these because it's fun being able to answer your questions and connect with you guys deeper and really like give you some answers to some things that have been on your mind see if my answers resonates all from my personal experience in my heart and just channeled through me so if you vibe with it you vibe with it and if you do fuck yeah thank you if you don't then I'm sorry about it (laughs) you can find another podcast to listen to now if you're here if you've listened to all of this thank you so much you're on the you're on the vibe you're on the frequency that I'm at and I appreciate it this open-hearted healing shit we're doing the damn thing we're doing it we're in it we're living it and I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this and supporting my work and supporting what I do and yeah if you enjoyed the podcast let me know rate it, do the thing, like it, share it, whatever makes you feel good. I would love to know that you've listened to this. I'd love to see it in my stories. And yeah, thank you so much.